0: You are listening to the Rural Roundup, a show that rounds up the latest news in agriculture. I'm Kerry Hammond for the Farm Advisory Service. We caught up with Tiffany McTaggart this week in between filming some Rural Roundup segments for Faz TV. You can catch the latest episode of Fuzz TV on our YouTube channel, linked below. So, Tiffany what's been happening in the rural sector.
1: Rural Affairs Secretary Mary Goujon has confirmed that subject to the approval of the Scottish Parliament in an effort to support Scotland's farmers with cash flow and the cost of living crisis, farmers and crofters will now receive their annual advance payment for the basic payment scheme and greening in September. Under the advance payment process businesses will be paid a percentage of their calculated 2022 BPS and greening payments. While still to be agreed, it is expected to be at least 95%. It is anticipated that advance payments could deliver around £262 million to 13,500 businesses between the 19th of September and the 1st of December 2022 with over 95% anticipated expenditure to have been delivered by the end of February 2023. Avian influenza or bird flu is still being found. It is important that wild birds are deterred from your premises by feeding birds undercover and using bird scarers. If you find three dead wild waterfowl, so these are species like swans, geese and ducks, one dead bird of prey, or five or more dead wild birds of any species in the same place at the same time, you should report them to DEFRA. It is advisable that you do not touch these birds. With agri-environmental schemes now closed for the year, it is worth looking forward to next year. We've had indications that the 2023 scheme is going ahead. This summer is an ideal time to start considering your biodiversity and look to get your farm walked and maps drawn up ready for next spring. The Farm Advisory Service offers 13 different specialist advice plans, one of which is Biodiversity, Habitat and Landscape Management, where you can receive funding of up to £1,000. This would be an excellent way to utilise funding and be ready for next year's EECS round. Agricultural shows are a welcome return after a few years' absence. The Farm Advisory Service are going on the road with the FAS Roadshow to select agricultural shows. Check out our events page on the Farm Advisory Service website at faz.scot events to find out where they are heading next. Keep listening to The Rural Roundup to keep up to date. See you again in a fortnight. George
0: Chalmers from SAC Consulting in Turriff and Robert Ramsey from SAC Consulting in Air got together this week to discuss
2: agricultural shows. Hi George, how's things up the road in Turriff today?
3: They're fine Robert, how are things down in the air with you?
2: Yeah good, good, we're nice and busy, plenty happening but all good, we could just do a bit of sunshine fairly soon I think. I was actually hoping to go to Silage this morning but this morning was more like a day for eating Silage than it was for making it.
3: It's so yeah. a very strange season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's summer for you?
2: Yep, that's a Scottish summer. Were you down at the island at all?
3: I, I wasn't, um, but a lot of people went down there. They made the trip.
2: We've actually just today had, had a wee baby, so we were. I was at home with nappies and uh, other duties this year. But that's the first island other than the COVID ones I've missed, probably for the last twenty years. And you know, it's great to hear. There's been a lot of critics and a lot of questions asked. That it's been great to hear. Actually, on, on the whole. It sounds like a really pretty positive show again, and ni- nice to see all these shows back on the road.
3: I think there's a bit of pent-up demand. Um, people want to get back to want to get. It's part of getting back to normal, and certainly for the farming community, the local show is back being back to normal. Really, going to it. Yeah.
2: And the thing I'm I'm finding really quite. Heartwarming, I suppose, is you know we really worried for all these local shows. Even pre-COVID, some of these shows were the smaller shows were struggling, but this year it really seems like you know there's a there's a big demand out there, and, and certainly I think there's less maybe less stock going to shows, but there's certainly an awful lot more people going to shows, and and that'll I know that'll settle down in years to come. But it's nice to see a kind of overwhelming support for local shows uh, in the last few months. <laughs>
3: definitely definitely and i i think that's the the big thing that it gets across to the public it's very easy just to say that that farming is what you see in the fields um but it's actually a massive industry um you have all the services round about it that rely on farmers farming uh and you've also the food sector um you know, that, that it's it's a huge part, certainly the Scottish economy. And it's, there's a lot of, you know, if farming wasn't there, those industries, you know, these service industries and, and such, like they wouldn't be there. Those jobs wouldn't be there. Um it, it touches a lot of people's lives, farming. It's not just a primary product.
2: And that local show really, as you say, it does highlight the fact that farming can't, not be there you know there's, we're always here about how uh, everything's changing and and the face of farming is changing you know it's what we're doing how we do it is different and it's going to be different going forward but there is an absolute need on on multiple levels for an agricultural industry and I think you go to a local show and you see how vibrant how honest and how you know how good the whole industry is.
3: Yeah, and that that, that starts at stock lines um, where there, you know, there's rivalry, friendly rivalry, um, perhaps not so friendly rivalry at times. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's an important part. Certainly a a lot of your local shows and um, again, it comes back to a shop window. Um, It it just shows the public uh, the quality of Scottish livestock, really.
2: Do you know one of the main highlights i think are the real showcase of of what scottish farming is all about is the interbreed competition at beef and sheep at the highland and i've been lucky enough to be in the a uh, the interbreed beef competition and the beef teams as well and it's a a great showcase of all the breeds all the variety and all that we're you know we're all about there is do you know as a commercial beef producer there's frustration in that ring as well you know there's you look at often overfed animals pushed in and sometimes in in a direction by fashions within the breed rather than with um commercial traits in mind but on the whole you know what a fantastic opportunity to see the whole Scottish sector in one ring. That's amazing. What about Tariff Show? Are you involved with Tariff?
3: Uh, we've uh, we've a, a fairly big stand at Tariff and um, yeah, we're fairly busy. Uh, Turf is a it's a very big two day show. Um, we've there's quite a lot of smaller one day shows round about, uh, but Tariff is a, a big uh, show. A lot of stock, um, a lot of machinery. Um, uh, and also being just in the outskirts of, of a town or just on the edge of a town, uh, there is a lot of uh, you know carnivals and things like that, and, and the market stalls and such like that uh, pulls in the public basically It is, a you know quite a broad spectrum for 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 anybody really to come and come and get a day at basically.
2: Yeah, it certainly has a an amazing reputation as a a cracker of a show and. Even to the point there's guys down here who are planning their family holiday roundabout about going to Turbush Show and that's so it's quite a few hours up the road to get there and um, not by a, a great day out I'm sure the one frustration I get we had a, a really good day air show which again was booming as a single day show this year a great day but it's, it's actually quite hard for us that. All our clients, all our friends and family are there having a good time doing the beer thing, and then we are stuck on the stand. <laughs> so there is that frustration <laughs> sometimes. So um, yeah, hopefully you'll get to the get to the beer tent or get to do the social thing later on at tariff.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, and that's an important thing. with shows it's um, it, you know it's it's quite funny that, that people come in the stand and and. They say they've, they've hardly got round the show because all they've done is bump into their neighbours and start speaking to them, and that's something they could have done at home. And that, but but um, it is a there is a, a social side to the shows, and and that is really really important. It's um, for the farming community. It's 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 a day away from the farm, and um, they can relax, enjoy themselves, and um, you know catch up with folk, catch up catch up with folk, and. In the trade and the the other industries and such like, and uh, it uh, you know it it plays a valuable role in in that capacity as well.
2: You support the show, and the show supports you. Like if you look at the Royal Show, which would be one of what would be the best show uh, historically. So we didn't know what we had until it was gone, and that's I think there's a huge need, there's a huge incentive as a farmer. You know, it's great to get get out and about and get away, Uh, and equally you can do that by supporting your show. So. Mm Why not? So post COVID, it's really great to have these shows, both the both the local ones and the uh, regional and national ones, back in the diary. Uh, I think we maybe didn't realise how important they were until you know we weren't able to go. And certainly, there's a huge amount of support coming from the public and from farmers to for these shows. The one area I think those of us who can show cattle, sheep, whatever it is there's a real need to actually support the showing part of the show rather than just the social part of the show. Obviously, the social and the uh, mental health and well being aspects are, are hugely important, but ultimately they're not there without the ring. So I think it, those of us who can do it, uh, I think we've got a, a bit of a duty this year to get to get on and, and show something. And actually, you know, it's good fun and, and a good shop window at the same time.
3: Yeah, that's right, Robert. Um, it's also important to remember that, most shows or all shows have got, uh, um, held together by a big team of volunteers who give up a lot of time, uh, to put in the effort to, to keep these shows really on the, on the road. Um, that, that's, really, really critical. And, and whether it's stewarding, administration, um, or even car parking or taking the money at the gates, it's, it's, really really important and, and a lot of that is, is just people giving up their time. Um but shows play a big big role and uh as a as a shop windows great great advertisement for Scottish farming and Scott and, and the wider agricultural industry and uh it's a it's a good day out as well. Fantastic day out, especially if you've got the weather.
2: You don't you don't have to be drunk to have a good time. <laughs> you can if you like. <laughs>
0: Jeanette Sutherland is running the Farm Advisory Service's first online personal development book club this year. The first book that the book club is going to read is Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. You can join in the virtual book club on the 29th of September, or just tune in and read along with our bite-sized book clubs here on the Rural Roundup. Over to you Jeanette.
4: On the last episode of the Rural Roundup I gave you a little introduction to the book Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson for our virtual personal development book club on Thursday the 29th of September. Today's book club segment brings you a little more information about this book. In the fable Who Moved My Cheese a sudden and dramatic event occurs. The main characters Sniff and Scurry, a pair of mice, and Hem and Haw, little people, are rocked by the removal of their cheese. In this book, the cheese is a metaphor for anything rewarding in your life or work. It may be profit, winning an award, family time or having time to spend on a hobby. The book follows each character and how they react to the change that has been thrust upon them. One of the main characters, Haw, realises following his arduous journey that with hindsight the change did not happen overnight, and if he'd been paying attention, then he'd have realised that the cheese in Cheese Station C, where they'd been eating for some time, had been going bad for a while. One of the main characters, Hall, realises following his arduous journey, that with hindsight the change did not happen overnight, and if he had been paying attention, then he'd have realised that the cheese in Cheese Station C, where they'd been eating for some time, had been going bad for a while. This fits in with the famous Hemingway quote, how did you go bankrupt? Two ways, gradually, then suddenly. In farming and crofting, we are dealing with so many variations in weather, commodity prices, input prices, that some feel benchmarking is nigh on impossible. We may shy away from things like benchmarking as we think the results may not be favorable. In this situation, we are really like Haw in the story who ignores the signs of a problem on the horizon. Who moved My Cheese is a great example of the power of getting ahead of the challenges and reacting in a proactive way. The Farm Advisory Service has lots of materials to get you started with benchmarking and can also help you take an even more in-depth look at your business financials by undertaking an integrated land management plan, often known as an ILMP. Like many journeys that we start with trepidation, having peer support can help. If you'd like to discuss this or get started with benchmarking or an ILMP journey, contact us at the Farm Advisory Service today. All of our contact
0: details are in the show notes below. We're always busy at the Farm Advisory Service, bringing you timely information, useful resources, and hosting events and groups to help you build your farming network. SAC Consulting has data that shows 92.5% of lead poisoning cases are diagnosed during the grazing season and are commonly caused by discarded lead batteries, old paint, bonfire ash, burnt out vehicles and fly tipping. In order to reduce the risk of lead poisoning to your herd, carefully check all of your fields regularly for lead batteries, either from fly tipping or overlooked after using an electric fence before stock are turned out. If you find evidence of a bonfire or a burnt out vehicle, remove the ash and a layer of soil from these sites and regularly check your fields for any evidence of fly tipping. Lead poisoning continues to be a serious issue on Scottish farms with cases being identified annually. Hannah or SRUC veterinary investigation officer explains the problem and the routes to prevent it in a helpful video titled how to avoid lead poisoning in your herd you can find this video on the farm advisory service website or linked in the show notes below are you calving your heifers at the right age for your system to maximize performance Beef farmers are being encouraged to reduce age at first calving to improve efficiency and reduce the farm carbon footprint. However, this requires additional management which is not always possible in every system and if not managed correctly can be detrimental to heifer performance and fertility in the long term. The Farm Advisory Service are making a new farmer vlog series this time exploring the topic, calving heifers, choosing the right age. This vlog series will follow three farmers, each respectively calving heifers at two years old, two and a half, and three years old, and we'll hear why they chose the option they did and how they managed their heifers for optimum performance throughout the year from heifer selection to first calving. Catch the first vlog in the series on the Farm Advisory Service YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes below. Remember to hit subscribe on our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. An emergency authorization has been issued by the Chemical Regulation Division of the Health and Safety Executive. This emergency authorization has been issued to allow Asulam products to be used in 2022. Anyone planning to undertake work must study the approval document carefully. It should be noted that application is authorised from the 1st of July. To minimise interaction with breeding birds, where feasible, application should take place after the 1st of August or as late in July as possible there is a full resource available on the Farm Advisory website, linked in the show notes below. This breaks down all of the key points that you need to take into consideration, including timeframes, if you intend to use Azulam products this year. By kind permission of the Gibson family, the Farm Advisory Service invites you on Friday the 22nd of July at 2pm to Glencairn Farm to hear about the Nature Restoration Fund, pond creation, and the impact that it's had on their business, as well as a few tips and tricks for nature-sensitive pond management. To book your place at this event, Taking the Plunge Pond Creation for Wildlife, please visit the Farm Advisory Service at faz.scott slash events. You can also find the registration page linked in the show notes below. This week, I met Tom Rust, a land agent at Bell Ingram, and I asked Tom, What's on your desk?
5: Uh, today, on my desk, I am looking at some prices for tractors and a sheep handling system for an estate we manage up towards uh, Inverness so I'm running around trying to get some quotes and prices and researching different options for them. Uh, Buying farming machinery is not my forte but it's something I'm uh, trying to learn as much about as I can. So other parts of my job uh, include uh, dealing with uh, our clients who are landowners, rural businesses uh, across Scotland um, I deal with farm and estates management, uh, valuations of rural properties, uh, and managing tenancies, whether that's residential or agricultural tenancies. So, Bell Ingram uh, are a firm of uh, rural surveyors uh, based out of Perth in Scotland, and we're uh, a firm with offices across the north of England uh, and in Scotland as far north as Bewley in the Highlands, uh, and as far south as Thirsk. So I decided uh, to work in the rural sector, um, primarily after a short spell as a forester and tree cutter in Aberdeenshire. Um, I took on that role after uh, some time studying in Edinburgh when I left school uh, and I, I really enjoyed working uh, in with a rural business and working outside and uh, following my time with the uh, forestry company, I decided to go and study at SRUC and I sat on the Rural Business Management degree course. I didn't actually grow up in the rural sector at all. I'm not from a farming family or background. I grew up in Aberdeen, uh, that's where I was born and Uh, went to school in the city and sort of became interested in, you know, uh, the outside and rural matters just through being out with family in the countryside at weekends and on holidays, uh, just enjoying what the outdoors had to offer. Uh, In my job, I most enjoy um, being able to travel around uh, parts of Scotland to our various different clients and uh, jobs that I'm involved with, being able to get out into some great scenery and uh, and you know outdoor environments is is really important to me in my job and I, I enjoy that aspect of it the most in my job my my greatest love uh, or passion is probably for uh, upland and moorland management uh, in particular the uh, management of deer in Scotland um, is something that I, I I'm quite involved with uh, within my job and I'm passionate about outside work as well. Outside of work, I, uh, I enjoy uh, living in Perthshire. It's absolutely incredible. It's a wonderful county to enjoy the great outdoors. I quite enjoy uh, my skiing when, when the snow is, is on the ground, and uh, I quite enjoy my um, Scottish folk music and trad music, uh, so I try to visit as many gigs as I can over the, the summer season. I play the bagpipes and uh, to a fairly average standard, but it's yeah, it's something I really enjoy. So inside and outside of work, um, I enjoy making the most of the uh, the experiences uh, that are offered to me in work and uh, in particular the the outdoor aspect of my job. Uh, I I really enjoy, and uh, I feel like I'm I'm an outgoing and fairly open individual to uh, to get along with
0: if you'd like to find out more about bell ingram or connect directly with tom rust you can find their website and tom's linkedin in the show notes below if like tom you're passionate about the upland environment you might enjoy thrill of the hill one of our sister shows thrill of the hill is on its third season It's a show that interviews those who live and work in the upland environment. Just search for Thrill of the Hill wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. If you like the show, please follow or subscribe to make sure that you get notified each time a new episode is available. Please feel free to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you need to contact us, you can find all of our contact details in the show notes below. See you back here in a fortnight.